right, Jesus, let's do this. Hey, listeners, welcome to Solid Saturdays, where we take a moment just to have a casual conversation that flows from the heart of God. Listen, this conversation will inspire you and you will receive prayer that will empower you to have a solid weekend and an even better week. Now get ready because we're about to dive in. All right, y'all. Welcome back to Solid Saturdays. Listen, I missed y'all so much. Last week, I was sick and trying to recover so that I could attend one big event at Barnes and Nobles where I was able to do my first official book signing for Hush Girl. So y'all make sure y'all go over to my social media pages and check out that. And also, if you haven't gotten Hush Girl, then also go there. Just send me a message and I'll get you a signed copy. But I'm so excited to be back to continue this discussion about young men. We are bringing Alonzo Malvarez back. And I know you guys were blessed when we started this episode on young men. I was so blessed in the midst of it all. So I just thank God for you, Alonzo, coming on here and just sharing your wisdom, sharing your experiences with our listeners, because I know that it is making an impact. Also, I want to thank y'all all over the world. Come on for listening to Solid Saturday's podcast. I saw that we had some listeners over in Zambia. Listen, I love y'all. Y'all make sure y'all send me a message. I want to connect with you. I would like to know how this podcast is impacting your lives. Um, And maybe we don't know what may come from that. So y'all go ahead and send your girl a message. All right, we're going to continue this conversation. So a few weeks ago, I was doing a prayer and I, the Lord just dropped honor in my spirit because it's missing in the church, but it's also missing in the home. And you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but honor also starts with the man in the household setting the honor, establishing honor and respect in the household or whoever is the head of the household. I would say the man, but there are so many different types of households now where we have different heads. It is a responsibility of the man if he is in the household. So I love that you touched on honor because that's a big part. And I love that you said that is the simplest of instructions, but if not followed, it can have the greatest destruction. And that is so true because where there is no honor, that means that there is pride that is present. And the wow. Bible says that pride comes before destruction. What what you said is absolutely so essential. And, um, you know, I hope that this is something that your audience can connect to uh, because for me, Um, I didn't come from, in a way, the traditional home structure, um, as I mentioned before in my testimony. I didn't have, you know, the structure of the the mom, my biological mom, my biological uh, father uh, having, you know, the white picket fence and the family dog and family vacations. I I cannot relate to that. Mm -hmm. Um, but But I had individuals in my life who I, I recognize um, that, that God placed in my life. And, and, and I really want to speak to someone that may feel at a disadvantage because I felt mm-hmm. at a disadvantage at an early age where, 
man, I, I, I can't relate to that. You know, I can't relate to many of these experiences that, you know, I would see on media or hear through other friends that had that, that traditional uh, standpoint. And, you know, you mentioned that it was a revelation through the word of God. Well, yes, in a way, absolutely it is. Uh, but it was also a revelation, Tiffany, of seeing my loved ones um, live that out in their lifestyle. Um, and so I have siblings uh, that chose not to follow those simple instructions. I have relatives who chose not to. And in viewing that at an early age, I just did not want that to be my narrative. I, mm -hmm. I just, you know, no one said to me, like, necessarily, like, don't follow the path of such person. But it's just like seeing the consequences that follow decision uh, really just was formative to my heart to say, I sincerely just don't want that. And that's not pride. That's not a sense of me feeling as, as though I am worthy or better. But I believe that sometimes God gives life lessons through mm -hmm. other people's lifestyles mm -hmm. and being able to be sensitive and being aware of the fact of like, oh my goodness, I have a decision to make. I can either repeat what has been nurtured in front of me in a positive direction or I can make the decision to repeat it in a negative direction. Let me, let me rephrase that. I can either choose to repeat the negative lifestyles and by negative, let me be more clear, the ungodly uh, lifestyles of, of, of someone's life. I can choose to repeat that or I can make the decision in my life to choose a different narrative and to the men that are listening to this, especially my preteens and adolescent young guys, it, it's a battle of decision. Mm. I, I understand that there were some good choices that you witness and there were some bad choices that you witness, right? It's a choice of whether I am going to choose the path that leads to life or a path that leads to destruction. And as someone who is closely connected with Gen Z, as someone who loves this generation and those that are coming after, these are the constant conversations that I have, whether directly or indirectly, where it's like, how do you want to live this out? I cannot force you to make a choice. Your mom and dad, if they're present in your life, they cannot choose to force you to make that choice. Um, your coaches, your mentors, your, your, your teachers, they cannot, you have to be the one to say, okay, I am going to choose to live the storyline and the narrative that God has designed for me. Yeah. Last thing I want to say is especially those that may not have their biological father in their life. And you were either directly or indirectly harmed by um, his presence or his absence in your life. Dr. Miles Monroe uh, makes this very powerful statement when he talks about the kingdom family. And uh, he gives this illustration that men oftentimes have this concept and this theory of, well, I can't be a good father because I didn't experience a good father in my life. 
And the conclusion that Dr. Miles Monroe simply says that in, in kingdom, in, in relationship with God, God creates a new narrative. And so you may not have received the opportunity to be nurtured and to develop by a godly or kingdom father, but you can create a new story for your children and for your grandchildren that they can say and look to a good and godly father in you. Mm -hmm. And so you have the power within you. God can give it to you to rewrite the narrative so that your children and your grandchildren and those to come won't have to repeat that same storyline that you have experienced. And you know what? That is so good because that goes back to what I was saying is about living in light of eternity because eternity is also connected to your legacy. So when you realize that it's not about you, the things that you do is not about you, then you can make a choice to live in a different way. People have the choice and the power to change their narrative that it doesn't have to look like what they have seen if what they have seen is not what they want. There is something else that I want to say, and then I'm going to hand it back over to you. But I was reading today Proverbs 18, and there's a very popular verse in that chapter, and it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. It's very easy to live a life when you have a whole bunch of followers following after you that are supporting the way that you live. But as I was reading this scripture this morning, I'm like, we live fruitful lives. Now, whether the fruit is life or death, that is our choice. And there will be people that follow us regardless, because that's what the scripture said. The people that love it will eat its fruit. And so just because people are following you and supporting you doesn't mean that what you're doing is good for you. And sometimes it takes somebody, like you said, a kingdom person, if you don't have a father, if you don't have a role model, mother or whoever, it takes that person that says, hey, this is not the life for you. You need to make some decisions. You can be fruitful. We all live fruitful lives, but the type of fruit depends on the decisions that you make. And so you will have followers either way, but it's your responsibility to make the choice that better suits your purpose, your destiny. Question that I would present to every single man that is listening is at when we boil every single thing down is what Tiffany said is who has your heart, whether you have influence or whether you don't have influence at the end of the day, if you had to do a checkup on yourself, you have to look yourself in a mirror metaphorically and ask yourself as a question, this question, um, who has your heart? Uh, and I believe that any man at any age can really ask that simplistic question in culture, especially in African-American culture. Uh, we have this cultural saying of like kings, right? Where we call each other king. Hey, king, how are you doing, king? You know, and uh, I love that, right? Uh, because the Bible speaks to that, right? The Bible speaks to men, right? Um, and women kind of, you know, in a way of like a kingdom standpoint, it's gender neutral when mm -hmm. it comes to us being called priests and kings. However, God in relationship with him gives us that, that identity of king, not just as a cultural colloquialism, but an identity and a responsibility 
to take leadership and authority and ownership um, yes. in the sphere of influence that God has called us to. Come on. So, so whether that is your basketball team, you are a king. You have leadership, authority, and influence to govern how you honor your coaches and your teammates. It's not just your performance. It's the influence that you have amongst those friends. If you're part of a chess club or a band, you are a king. God has entrusted with you authority and influence and the ability to make an impact in how you steward the people that you influence. So every guy, I really, really want you to recheck two verses of scripture, uh, which is going to be Proverbs 31. And oftentimes we go to Proverbs 31 thinking it's mainly for women. But if you read the first five verses, it was written from a mother to a son who yes. is a King Lemuel, which is King Solomon. And she speaks from the heart of God through the voice and the spirit of wisdom. And I also want you to recheck Proverbs 21 verse one, the King's heart is in the hands of the Lord as the rivers of water. He turneth it whatsoever he wills. So a real king is one whose heart is fully in the hands of the Lord. And the Lord can move, can influence, can impart, can take out whatever he desires and that is the essence of a true king. It's not clout. It's not material. It's not swagger for my millennials, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's, the, it's the recognition that my heart is fully in the hands of God. And whatever he does, whatever direction he influences me and, and, he, and he calls me, I'm fully submitted because my heart and my life is all in. That is so good. So listen, people of God, your choices matter. Listen, young men, your choices matter. You have to be intentional when you're looking for your purpose. You're looking for what you are called to do in this world. You feel a greater calling. You feel a deeper calling. But every choice leads up to that. And every choice is not going to feel good. But you will have peace from those choices. If you find yourself not in peace, then you need to reevaluate your choices and find out how you can get to that place of peace. And it will also take connecting to some people that it continue to speak into your life like this man of God is doing on this morning. Come on and speak the word, Alonzo. Come on in here. And, you know, Tiffany, to, to definitely honor your original question, which I don't believe. We didn't. <laughs> I and I was going to circle back around to that. So tell us yes. about your purpose. What is yes. your purpose? Absolutely. So, so and, and, and all of this counts. All of this matters. I am convinced, Tiffany, that something is landing with someone somewhere. Of course. Uh, and and I, I speak to... Uh, that young person that that is like still trying to figure life out, that's still trying to really just just get a grasp of, of their destiny um, to just simply know that God has you covered. Right. Mm -hmm. it, just fully trust and, and believe in him and to speak to the purpose that that I've discovered. Um, my, my purpose is to essentially just fulfill the dreams of God. Like I know it sounds radical to know. Probably, it probably sounds silly, probably sounds lame, but honestly, uh, my life has evolved in such a way where as a teenager, I prayed a crazy prayer, said, God, 
um, break my heart for what breaks yours and let my heart be rejoice with what makes your heart rejoice. And as I continue to pursue what that looks like, that looks like loving him first and foremost and loving my neighbor as myself. Uh, and so um, at an early age and encountering the Lord and giving my life early to him, um, I had such a radical conversion with the Lord insofar as this amazing love. Um, and I, I honestly had an encounter with the Lord at 16 years old, where um, prior to, I, I really um, had a broken view of God. I really thought God was very judgmental as a father. I really believe that he was very legal, legal based, law based. Um, certain scriptures that I misinterpreted. Um, who can ascend to the hill of the Lord? Those that have uh, clean hands and a pure heart. And I felt like I was always disqualified because I didn't have no clean hands and I didn't have no pure heart. <laughs> right, right. right. Um, and 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 as I continued to 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 just wrestle with many of these things, I encountered the love of the Father in such a way where I recognized that through Jesus Christ, um, I'm deeply loved by God through His. Um, intentionality, according to Romans, where while we were yet sinners, Christ mm. died for us, yeah. that God the Father is full of love and his mm. essence and his being and his nature. He's not a judgmental guy in the sky that is waiting to exercise punishment on anyone that slips and falls. But it's, it's a recognition that he's an eternally good God that deeply, deeply loves me. And when I encountered that level of pure divine love that I have never received from a father or mm -hmm. any human man in this earth that cannot even compare to that, to say there's a love that I love you more than your physical athleticism. I love you more than your performance in school. I love you simply because I love you. Um, that really opened up my eyes. I'm like, man, like I want to live this out as best as possible with others. Um, and so how do I do that? I share the gospel. I live the gospel um, in just loving others. And in doing that, sharing the gospel with the world, it also really calls us to build community. Um, and we call that discipleship making according mm -hmm. to uh, the book of Matthew. Mm -hmm. um, and so naturally, man, I started out in high school, really, again, just simple obedience. A friend of mine just like, hey, let's start a, let's start a Christian club on campus. Um, and it was just me and another friend. We started out with him, me, uh, two of his uh, close friends. And by the end of um, our run of a semester, we had over 100 students uh, meeting after school at a local high school that we have. And it literally it was like 80 percent of those were guys. We had guys mm -hmm. from the football team, basketball team um, that would come out um, after school, whether they you know, met uh, prior to going to practice or if they're off on practice during their uh, during their activities. And they would come through. Um, and to us, we didn't really see it as a big deal. We were just trying to create a space to um, influence our campus with, with the love of God. We weren't perfect. We didn't have titles. We didn't have we weren't doing it for anything other than just like, you know, we just want to let people know that they're deeply loved by God. Um, and Tiff, you were a part, a part of us on, on that journey. We've invited you uh, to really pour into our students. And I look back at it and I'm like, you know, we were just kids, you know, just really it's teenagers just doing something that was never done before on our campus. And it had an impact um, to continue to then going to college and being on my university and uh, quickly gaining influence on my college dorm. And, you know, I was um, invited to be um, a, essentially a what we call a small group leader on my college campus um, for the guys. So in a dormitory of like four, like three, 400 guys, um, we would have weekly Bible studies. You know, I was the type of 
guy where, you know, I'm going into the rooms and I'm talking to guys and seeing how they're doing. And, um, and, and my story has just been a story of just those main two things is just sharing the love of God and, and making disciples. And one of the most consistent thing that I see in life is men appreciate being heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, say that again. Because I don't think I have some special touch on why it influenced the lives of so many men. I really, I wish I can, I, I can write a book and give, you know, some type of seminar. I don't know. It just naturally, God has a way of me connecting to guys, um, many who are very much unchurched. Um, and I, I share the gospel. I listen intently to what they have to say. I love them well. And God gives that access. I, it, it's really not anything mystical. And I'm glad it's not, you know, because I don't want anyone to feel as if when they see influencers, when they see women and men walking in their purpose, that it's some kind of mystical magic formula. It's naturally being everything that God has called you to be. You're living your life in light of eternity. And okay, it's fine to want marriage, children. I mean, Lord, I I want marriage. <laughs> you know, you want, you naturally want that relationship part. It's fine to want that, but that is not governing your life and the decisions that you are making. Because a lot of times our desires, our wants on how the world defines us, it weighs in on how we make our own decisions. And I love how you're very sure that, yes, I have these desires, but your spirit man overpowers what your, for lack of better words, fleshly desires. Not saying that God won't give it to you, because I believe that God will give it to you and I'm be a part of the wedding. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm going to be there. I may not be a part. I'm going to be there, though. But how you just have this peace, because there's nothing like you going to sleep at night knowing that you fulfilled your purpose. And that leads to my next thing that you were saying. Although you did not have a father figure, you were describing once you found the father figure in God, God as your father, you said there's no love <laughs> that compares to that. So you didn't focus on what you were lacking. You were focusing on what was there for you. And I think what people need to realize is that what the love that God brings us and gives us, it's literally that it's a gift. You ain't got to pay for it. You ain't got to do nothing to receive it. Just a gift. If somebody's giving you something, and I know many people have heard this before, but it's the truth. You literally just take the gift and you honor the gift with your life. That's why the Bible says in Romans 12 that we present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing unto God, because that's just our reasonable act of worship. Worship is something that we choose to do. I don't worship something that I love because they want me to worship them. I worship it out of my own desire and my own love, out of my own admiration for that thing there. So the life that I live is worship to God because I want to live that life in response to the gift that he has given me. Now, I'm shifting gears a little bit here. So hopefully y'all are tracking with us well. Mental health is a big issue amongst the younger generations and the fact that you were able to say that you can sleep at night knowing that 
what you are doing is pleasing God is a big deal because a lot of people aren't sleeping because of the things that are going on in their mind. So how can they get to that point? Like, how do they launch into that where they know that they are doing what God wants them to do? Like for that person that says, oh, I don't even know God's voice. How do I recognize God's voice? How do I know that I'm doing what God wants me to do? Because I do want to sleep at night. And if that is the antidote for me sleeping peacefully at night, then I want it. So how can we make that tangible for someone? So first and foremost, I'll give you three things that, because I I believe there's so many different ways that one could answer that question. Mm -hmm. Uh, First, primarily, I'm going to have to say communion with God, Um, really just getting to know him. How how do I get to know him? Um, And that is through the word of God. That is the written, tangible way of just getting to know who he is. You want to know word for word how God feels about you, what he has called you to do. You can commune with him through his word, starting off with like the gospel according to John or something in the lines of like the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter three is an excellent place that you can rehearse or Psalms 119. So I'm sharing those with an intention that you can have a starting place to begin that exploration. Um, I also will say communion through prayer. Um, if you don't know how to pray, that's okay. You can ask God to teach you and the Holy Spirit can help you and shepherd you and guide you literally on that journey. Um, and so that that communion with, the God, with God, I think is first and foremost. Uh, the second thing that I'll say is a context of community. If you don't have a father or a godly person in your life that can influence you, you can do what I did and simply ask God for it. Um, I was, you know, 16 years old. I'm, you know, not super spiritual, didn't know exactly what I was doing, but I just knew I didn't want to live life in a vacuum. And so I had a lot of amazing negative influences in my life. So I just asked God, God, can you bring some godly influences in my life? The way Um, you said that, amazing negative influences in my life. I mean, 106 in Park and TRL, like, you know, (sighs) and, you know, I'm thinking like, that's the way to live. And then, you know, you you realize that all that stuff is rented. (laughs) But anyway, we're not going to go there. Um, That's a conversation for another time. Um, And so, Uh, All that to say, just like asking God for godly influences is essential because God is such a good father. He's not going to forsake something for you. If a man says, I want a godly woman in my life, why would God be somewhere hide behind a bush? uh, A guy. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) I think sometimes we make God more complicated than he really, you know, needs to be. Um, yeah. That's because we're impatient, but that's another time. That's another conversation. <laughs> but if you ask God, God for godly relationships, um, He'll provide that godly community for you. And it may be like in untraditional means. It may not be a church. Um, if those uh, that that may not have a church, but maybe a godly coach on a sports team, and maybe a godly educator in your life. And so, just kind of keep your eyes open to who those key individuals are um, in in the aspect of community. So we talked about community with God. The community that you are placed in, God is able to provide um, God the influence. But then the last thing I want to say is communication. Um, I recognize that men, I don't I, I don't even want to say we because I like to communicate. <laughs> Clearly, y'all see. But generally speaking, men don't want to communicate well. They want to they don't want to communicate well um, for a myriad of reasons that I guess is very, very layered. Um, but in that isolation, we do more harm than than good. 
in not communicating uh, well to, even if it's one person, it doesn't have to be a crowd of individuals, but communicating well, like where you're at, where, what, what, what are your feelings? Um, and just using your words to communicate is so essential in helping to exercise um, mental wholeness and wellness in oneself uh, because we're not isolated creatures. Um, back in Genesis one, when God recognized that everything was good, except the social dynamic of a man's life. And he says, Hmm, um, it is not good for man to be alone. So therefore he created communion with another, i.e. his wife. And, you know, oftentimes we think like, Oh, it was just like, it's not good for man to be single and unmarried. Well, yeah, I can get that part. But I feel like the greater picture is, is that God can relate to us in a dimension that, that he can. Um, but there's a special touch that could only come by way of community. Mm. Um, and I think that sometimes we have to revisit our theology. Yes, only God can do it, right? Yes, only our relationship with God matters the most. But God also made us as social beings, as ones to interact, right? Ones to be able to build life and build civilizations and build people, most importantly. Yeah. Um, and so really communion with God, to just revisit that, um, being able to recognize the community that God has for you. And if you don't have it, pray into uh, godly you know, connections, godly relationships, whether it be peers, um, that are godly or people that are older than you that are godly. And lastly, just communicate. Like, please, I cannot emphasize enough. Communicate, my guys. Like, communicate, communicate, communicate. Oh, yeah. That was really good. Real good. So hopefully y'all taking notes. And hopefully you guys will really dive into these practical things that Alonzo is giving you. Just want to ask you this question and then we'll start to wrap things up. But what do you think is the greatest struggle among millennials and Gen Z, specifically the young men, when it comes to nurturing relationship with Christ and even uncovering their purpose? But what do you think is the greatest struggle? Jesus said something very significant. He said, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And I know that there are many, many answers that can be raised, but I feel that one of the greatest struggles is actually believing who God says he is. Mm. Many men faced a lot of trauma directly or indirectly. Many men have been abandoned mm. to a certain capacity. And through those life experiences at this level and reality, we have a hard time seeing God for who he is because hearts have been wounded along the way, whether we want to admit it or not. And so when we hear things that Jesus loves you and God loves you, it's hard to make that register when our whole lives have been judged based off of our performance, how well we perform in life, how well we're able to be a man, and recognizing that that dynamic in relationship to God, he doesn't love us because of how well we perform, but he loves us because he just loves us, period. And so I, I believe that if millennials and Gen Z can actually get a revelation encounter with God to understand that they are truly loved, all the broken pieces, all the imperfect pieces, all the missing pieces, all the perfect pieces in our eyes to know that I'm truly loved by God, I, I believe that everything else um, will just be a domino effect of working itself out. And so to really speak to every single man, you are more 
than your talents. You are more than your abilities. You are more than your performance. You are who you are. Before you had a giftedness, before anyone gave you a trophy, you were deeply, deeply, deeply loved by God. And so that's my prayer that I hope that millennials and Gen Z really, really know to actually believe that when God says he loves you, he meant that. Yeah, that's really good. And another thing that I just want to point out as well, what the enemy would try to do, being that you are aware of your brokenness, he would try to make you think that because you are broken, you are not enough for God. When truth of the matter is, being that you are aware of your brokenness, God wants you to come. He's welcoming you because you know where you're broken. You know you can't do it alone. You know you need help. So your life screams, I need God, when the enemy wants to say, oh, you're not good enough for God. But God is there. The Bible says that he's attentive to our cries, even the cries that we don't even voice. He already knows them. So you're in the right place to cry out to God. Oh, I feel the presence of God. Thank you, Alonzo, for that answer. This is the message that I try to share with the world. It's the message I try to uh, just live out faithfully. Um, and to every millennial Gen Z, um, it's simply this, that you are deeply loved by God and that he has a purpose for your life. You are deeply loved by God and that he has a purpose for your life. And as he said that, I just thank God for the life that he's blowing into your life right now, that he's eliminating every lie, that he's exposing every lie and eliminating and destroying it, every bit of deception. And before I get too far into that, we're going to pray. Y'all know how we do it here. We're going to pray. I would love for you to lead us into a word of prayer of course be led by holy spirit but specifically speak to the young man pray and lift up the young man millennials gen z that'd be great well jesus we uh thank you so much um that in the way that you have revealed god to us you taught us to see and to understand and to receive god as our father and we thank you that you are a god who is faithful is kind, is consistent, who doesn't neglect, who doesn't abandon, but a God that embraces us beyond our skill sets, beyond our talents. We are deeply loved. I pray for every man that hears this, Gen Xers, Millennials, Gen Z. I pray that the love of God would invade right where they are that they would feel the warm embrace of the love of the Father, knowing God that they are truly, truly loved, that they have a purpose and a destiny in you. I pray God more than the blessings and the prosperity of life, that they will know as Paul prayed for the church in Ephesians, how deep how far, how wide, how high is the love of God towards them. Thank you, God, that there is no imperfection that pushes you away, that turns you off. But God, with open hands, with an open heart, you receive every man and you heal every wound. I pray for that even now, Father, that every wound at the level of the heart, at the level of the mind, that you would heal, that you would restore. 
I pray that anything that has attached itself to these men, that God, you would wash clean any attachment, any void, would you fill that? And we just thank you, Father, for their destiny and their future, that their hearts are in the hands of the Lord and you influence and you shepherd and you guide. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Alonzo, for that prayer. And I want to thank you all for listening to this episode, to this podcast. Before we end, I want to give you an opportunity to share how listeners can follow you and hear more about you. Absolutely. Uh, and thank you, Tiffany, for having me to be a part um, of this amazing uh, podcast. Um, it has been such a pleasure. Um, for anyone that would like to stay up to date um, in what uh, I'm doing and what uh, my community of amazing friends are doing, you can follow through Instagram um, at Engage Global Mission. Uh, we're also on Facebook as well with the same tagline, Engage Global Mission. Uh, we have different um, opportunities uh, for you to get equipped, to just be embraced and to be empowered um, to fulfill your God-given purpose. Uh, so follow that. Um, you can see the, the updates that we will upload uh, because, you know, my purpose is, again, to, to add value to your life, to do what I can to push you forward um, into your destiny. So check us out. Um, all things Engage Global Mission. All right. Y'all heard that. Get connected. Now, we talked about community and we talked about communication. I think that you can do both here and commune with God. You can do all three. So if you're looking for something, engage global mission. Y'all make sure y'all find him. And if you have trouble finding him, y'all can always reach out to me. I will guide you to that page. So thank you again, Alonzo. And thank you all for joining, for listening. I've had such a great time empowering men and it is my prayer that you were inspired from this episode as well as all the other episodes. And because we serve such a faithful, loving, and kind God, I have confidence that you were inspired. So I have no doubt that you will surely have a solid Saturday. See you all next time.